You're listening to Happer and Schaefer on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Connor Happer back with you this morning here on Happer and Schaefer. 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Nebraska football at a 21-6 lead over Iowa at one point. Loses 28-21 on Black Friday to lose their seventh straight against Iowa. <laughs> you know, it, you're looking around at the end of the game. It's like, man, I, I, it happened again. I can't believe it happened again. They lost their seventh. So they, they lost all nine games by single digits this year, but they lost seven games by a touchdown or less. Um, and really all because of you could you could track most of them back to either a a singular direct special teams error you know that that occurred in the game that either swung it or directly won it or tied it you know like it did against Michigan State or offensive you know ineptitude and and the fact of the matter is in order to blow a 21 to nine lead in the fourth quarter, both of those things are going to have to happen, especially against a team like Iowa. I mean, it's it's the worst part of the entire thing, right? Iowa is completely and totally fine with trading field goals for touchdowns the entire game. They're like, whatever, man. We'll just keep kicking these field goals. And and for them, they had a you know they they had a touchdown wiped off the board because of a a. a a fourth down, you know, review in the end zone. They fumbled in the red zone, so they gave up points that way where they could have had six more. They could, well, I guess, you know, ten more really because of the touchdown and then a, and then what they probably would have got a field goal after that or they might have scored another touchdown. So anywhere between 10, 14 points wiped off the board there. So that's, that's an uncharacteristically bad day for Iowa. If they're giving up possessions like that, if they're giving up points like that, they just aren't going to beat you. But Nebraska continues to spot, and the season's over now, and it was punctuated by the fact that Nebraska could not stop spotting their opponent's points. They literally can't stop. <laughs> They'll wait. Iowa is totally fine with just waiting the entire game, and you're looking at your watch in the fourth quarter, and it's 21-9, to you're like, Kirk. It's getting kind of late here, man. What are you going to do? Your offense isn't going to score. So here's what happened. Just to take you back through it. Here's Nebraska's fourth quarter drives and how they ended or their results with a 21-9 lead with 14 minutes to go against your biggest rival on rivalry weekend. A punt block for a touchdown. That hurts. <laughs> That's a good start. And it was at that moment, it's like, all right, here we go. We're in for a grind. And, and really, you know, we talked a little bit in the postgame show about how um, Nebraska, you know, what they didn't do in the second half offensively in their mindset. Look, you're you're holding on, man. With a backup quarterback and the points that already had been wiped off the board by Iowa, you're up 21-6 to six in the third quarter after having your best drive of the year. I think it was nine plays, 94 yards. This is like, all right. Time to hold on. Yeah, we're going to keep trying to do what we're doing, but hold on. Just hang on. Don't screw up, right? Well, pump block for a touchdown. 
which we can have an entire segment about if you want to. And then just to, so this is twenty-one to sixteen at this point, a normal punt, normal punt that was taken back by Iowa, and then they had to punt it back. So nothing, nothing really lost there. That this that drive was on schedule for what you were really supposed to be doing. Maybe extended drive a little bit, but. You put your defense back out on the field in halfway decent position, and it looks like they'll probably hold. But then Iowa pins you back to your own two or three, or you know seven or something like that, um, on a you know fair catch by Oliver Martin um, after their punt, and then a safety on an intentional grounding in the end zone, twenty-one to eighteen, and then a fumble that turned into the game-tying drive and then an interception to to, uh, cap it all off. Five drives. And usually you don't get five drives in the fourth quarter against Iowa. Obviously, it it was under different circumstances this time. But once again, fourth quarter drives, punt block for a touchdown, normal punt, safety on an intentional grounding in the end zone, fumble, pick. That's as bad as it can go, guys. That is as bad. In fact, the the normal punt, the normal punt was the best thing you did. I'll, I I could go back and look, but um, however many plays that drive was, let's see. Um, it was three and out. Unfortunately, you would have liked to see that drive extended a little bit more. But that was the best thing they did in the fourth quarter. That didn't take very much time off the clock. What you had to do, whether you like it or not, was just not screw up. And they did. Iowa is fine with sitting there the entire game and just waiting for you to screw up, especially against Nebraska. And once again, Iowa had spotted Nebraska with so much of a lead to that point. This is a team in Iowa that is so not designed to come back. And you're looking at it, it's like 21-6. to How are they going to do this? They have no offense. They don't know what they're doing at quarterback. And even when they do put a drive together, they can't finish it off. It's not Iowa's day today. Nebraska had been getting a few breaks. They'd put together some some really ni- they'd schemed up some really nice drives um, with Logan Smothers at the quarterback. And we'll talk about that you know picture as we go on throughout the show today. But just on the game here, it, you know, it felt like it was Nebraska's day right up until that block punt. And how that happens, I don't know. It, it, there was, um, you know, I'm not I'm not a football expert. There was like a Reddit post about um, how they had the shield in for a right-footed putter punter, and Nebraska had a left-footed punter punt the ball. They had Cherney in there during the game, who is a right-footed punter, and then Prista punted that one. Either way, it, they basically let free rushers come at the punter, blocked it straight into his arms. <sighs> I don't know, man. It's it's ridiculous how that happens. It it is it is unbelievable. Um and 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 we got a lot of calls in the postgame show about how Nebraska seemingly kind of went away from what they were doing off of, and and usually that is the case. Like usually we look at a game and it's like, well. They got a little panicky, and and you know, once it felt like they tied the game or got close in the game, it felt like you're down. And there's definitely been that feeling before, 
But I, I went back and watched those drives yesterday, just those. The ones after the block punt. So Nebraska's either leading 21 to 16 or 21 to 18 or tied at 21 to 21. And they really, they had been doing similar stuff, the same type of stuff that had gotten them to that point all day. Iowa did a nice job of bottling it up. Um, Nebraska ran the, tri- the, the triple option stuff really, really well. And on the one where they ended up fumbling, they had run it. It was, it was the same set all three times. It was it was triple option. Um, we have the you have the dive guy and Yant, and then you have the the outside option, whether it was Manning or Ture or another running back that was out there as the pitch man, and Smothers as as the other option. And they handed it to Yant twice, and he got to third and three. And then on the third down play, there was you know Logan didn't pull it out, or you know was indecisive indecisive indecisive, excuse me, on whether he was going to give it to Yant or keep it or what he was going to do with the football and it ended up on the ground. You know? So I don't I don't think that it was like going away from what got you there. Now when you're down and you know, you're down by touchdown in the fourth quarter with a minute left and you gotta go the whole field, like that's a little bit different. You can't run you can't run option stuff to drive your way all the way down the field. But I thought they put together a pretty good plan for Logan Smothers, and he was able to execute it. Now, whether that's sustainable, we'll talk about that later in the show. Um, spoiler alert, no. Not. Not sustainable. But I thought they put together a good plan offensively to win that game. Um, ultimately, the fumble, the mistake, killed him. And the punt return. Or, the, the you know, the punt block. Um. Corey Lincoln, yeah, it's a great point. The, the safety was set up by Nebraska's policy of fair catching punts inside the 10-yard line whenever possible. I can't, you know, look at this like, all right, I guess fine, you know, as long as we can get out of here. And then I think they, I, gosh, I'll go back here. Um, did they have a penalty that, that put them back even further? So let's see. Nebraska drive starts on their own seven. Smothers. Threw a swing pass out left to Toure um, that got to the six, and then the the safety was a six-yard loss. Yeah. So it was from the six, and the drive started at the seven. It's like, all right, we got to go forward here. Instead, they decided to, to go horizontal on the first play. Um, didn't work out. But, yeah, it, look – the special teams, and it's look. We said we knew going into the game that it was never going to be more evident your special teams deficit than it is today against Iowa, because they have some of the best in the country. They're the most disciplined, and they don't necessarily need this explosive return game to do it either. Although they have that as well. So all you could do was just hope and pray, cross your fingers that they weren't going to screw up, and and you know. They did twice, and, and it's a good point by Corey. Not only the block punt that was taken back for a touchdown, but set up by the fact that you fair caught a punt at the seven-yard line and some other lots of offensive mistakes and issues as well. All right, um, if you guys have any more on the Iowa game, would love to hear from you, 402-464-5685. We'll get into a little bit of a bigger picture as we go on throughout the show today, and we'll set up the, the big week as well. Uh, Frederick. Frank on the text line says, why won't the option work? It's, I bet it was the most successful running play of the season, so why not? No, I, I mean, look, if 
if you decide that you want to be a triple option offense, then Logan Smothers could potentially be that. But he can't he can't carry the ball twenty five times a game and and pretend like he's not going to get hurt <laughs> in the, in what they want him to do. I mean, we've we already saw Adrian Martinez's career play out, guys. Already happened. Uh, can't can't do that one again. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. Best of the weekend is up next. More of Happer and Schaefer is coming your way on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 